Hi, this is Mark Levine with On The Mark. This episode is about being a firefighter in a small village. In 1979, I became a volunteer firefighter in Manlius, New York, with the Manlius Fire Department, a small village just east of Syracuse. After nine months in the New York State Fire Academy, I became a full-fledged firefighter. On my first call, the adrenaline was flowing through my veins. The call was about a house fire in a home in the village. I put on my turnout gear and climbed aboard an engine, and away we went. Since I was a rookie firefighter, I was assigned to outside duty, meaning manning a rescue truck and handing out equipment. About five minutes into the scene, I heard the homeowner scream, my guinea pig is in the house. Well, I stupidly stopped what I was doing and started running toward the house when all of a sudden I felt a hand grab the, my collar of my turnout coat and tossed me right on my ass. Not only was I not an interior firefighter, I was also not allowed to go into a burning home. I wasn't wearing a self-contained breathing apparatus. After the call, the chief and I had a very interesting conversation. Being a volunteer firefighter has its rewards. Later in my career, I became an EMT. Helping people in distress can be very difficult and emotional. As a first responder, you have to be able to set apart your emotions in order to help the people in need. Here are a few stories I can share with you. In one case, we had been dispatched to a personal injury auto accident. We had the female patient on a gurney and in the ambulance when suddenly her husband jumped in the back of the ambulance as I was treating his wife. He started yelling and screaming at me, at which point I told him to get off the ambulance or face arrest. His poor wife was distraught. And about this time, Three ton of Manly's police officers grabbed him and threw him out of the ambulance. After I calmed his wife down, I was able to continue to treat her with the help from one of the paramedics. Thank God she had minor injuries. In another case, we were called to an MVA where a gentleman riding a snowmobile hit a hidden boulder and injured his back. I drove my car to the scene. He was all ready for transport. So I jumped into the back of the ambulance, introduced myself to the gentleman. And as the paramedic and I were treating the gentleman, I learned what had happened to him. And we were doing everything we could to relieve his pain. The ride to the hospital was about 25 minutes. And I could see this patient was in less pain. And I was thankful for that. Earlier, I had stated the rewards of being a first responder. Once we entered the, the emergency department and he was in a room, he asked me to come over to him. He grabbed my hand and said, thanks, man, you saved my life. I'll never forget that moment, and neither will he. In New York State, there are fire police divisions within the department. We are sworn peace officers. Our job is to direct traffic around a fire or accident scene and also manage 
crowd control, and watch for suspicious people around a fire scene. I preferred being a fire police officer working in the fire scene. And believe me that directing traffic at a fire or accident scene can be just as dangerous as being working on fire suppression. Drivers are always rubbernecking, trying to see the fire or accident scene, which I've seen can cause further accidents. One night many years ago, we were called to a serious motor vehicle accident. As I was directing traffic, a man came over to me in a small compact, and he had alcohol on his breath. He says to me, I have a girlfriend in slurred speech, by the way. I have a girlfriend in a car like that, and I want to make sure it isn't her. Well, I tried to stop him to no avail, so I started walking into the scene with him. He walked back to his car with me, close behind. When we got close enough, I shined my flashlight on his license plate, and at that point he gave me a hard push, which almost knocked me down. Since we didn't have radios back then for the fire police, I yelled to the top of my lungs, Need help over here! And about 30 guys came running over. They had dropped everything they were doing, Fortunately, the victim of the accident had already been taken to the hospital. It was at that time the suspect jumped in his car and took off. The suspect was later found and charged with UWI and assault on a police officer. As a fire police officer, you have to be watchful at fire scenes. We were called to a dumpster fire outside of a pizza hut. As I drove up to the scene, the out of my right eye, I saw a man on a bicycle riding away. I went over to the Manly's police officer and told him what was going on, and he chased down the bicyclist. It turns out that the disgruntled employee at the Pizza Hut had set the dumpster on fire, and he was charged with arson and fleeing from a police officer. This next story I call The Gobbler Got Me. I was standing by the firehouse one night when we were dispatched to a rural home in a wooded area for a medical call. After we found the location, we pulled out the stretcher, the heart monitor, the advanced life support bag, and proceeded to the front of the house. It was almost pitch black, though there was a one small lamp over the entrance. Little did I know, there was a huge turkey in a cage adjacent to the porch. As I put my foot on the first step, I heard a very loud gobble, gobble, gobble scared the shit out of me. I dropped the medical bag and just about fell over. Of course, the crew with me were laughing their asses off. My heart was racing, but I was okay. I was. It was after a few seconds that I realized what had happened. The patient was treated and we transported her to the hospital. I have more stories to tell, and I'll see them for my next episode. I want to thank you for listening to on the mark, and hope that you're enjoying the stories I'm telling. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or topics you'd like me to investigate for you, please let me know and contact me at onthemark93 at gmail.com again, onthemark93 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to On The Mark. This is your host, Mark Levine. This episode is brought to you by Verdan Tech. Are you tired of keeping your old VHS tapes and 8mm home movies tucked away in storage collecting dust? When was the last time you watched them? Tapes and films slowly deteriorate over the years. We at Berdantech have the perfect solution for you. Introducing the easiest way to preserve your precious moments.
Jerry Burdan, who specializes in digitizing VHS tapes and 8mm home movies so you can relive these cherished moments in a modern, convenient format. He has state-of-the-art technology and expertise to ensure that each and every frame is captured with the highest quality possible, ensuring that your memories are preserved for generations to come. Say goodbye to the hassle of bulky VHS players, film projectors, and screens. With his services, you can plug a flash drive into your TV, or you can easily access and share your home movies with family and friends no matter where they are in the world. Plus, our digital files are easily shareable and can be backed up for safekeeping, ensuring that your memories are always protected. Don't wait until it's too late to preserve your family's legacy. Contact us today 